Holy Trinity Sunday Prayer Daniel chapter 3 Blessed are you, O Lord, God of our ancestors, and to be praised and highly exalted forever. And blessed is your glorious holy name, and to be highly praised and highly exalted forever. Blessed are you in the temple of your holy glory, and to be extolled and highly glorified forever. Blessed are you who look into the depths from your throne on the cherubim, and to be praised and highly exalted forever. Blessed are you on the throne of your kingdom, and to be extolled and highly exalted forever. Reading the Word First reading, Exodus chapter 34 So Moses cut two tablets of stone, like the former ones, and he rose early in the morning, and went up on Mount Sinai, as the Lord had commanded him, and took in his hand the two tablets of stone. The Lord descended in the cloud, and stood with him there, and proclaimed the name, the Lord. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. And Moses quickly bowed his head toward the earth and worshipped. He said, If now I have found favor in your sight, O Lord, I pray, let the Lord go with us. Although this is a stiff-necked people, cut on our iniquity and our sin, and take us for your inheritance. Second reading. Second Corinthians chapter 13. Finally, brothers and sisters, farewell. Put things in order. Listen to my appeal. Agree with one another. Live in peace and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Gospel, John chapter 3 Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Hearing the word, overabundant love. The celebration of the Holy Trinity takes place on the first Sunday after Pentecost and contains a kind of summary of theological mysteries celebrated in the course of the entire liturgical year. The biblical passages that explicitly speak about all three persons 
of the Holy Trinity together are rather rare. One of the best known is found in the conclusions of Matthew's Gospel, when Jesus sends his disciples to baptize all nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Matthew chapter 28 Today's liturgy, however, chooses to draw our attention to the inner character or nature of the triune God, to something that unites the three persons in perfect communion, namely God's abundant love for the people. In the first reading, we hear about Moses presenting the second set of the tablets of stone to the Lord. A second set was needed because earlier Moses had received two tablets of the testimony on Mount Sinai, Exodus chapter 32. They were a sign of the covenant which God chose to make with Israel. Yet, the people immediately broke this covenant despite their prior solemn declaration that everything that the Lord has spoken we will do. Exodus chapter 19 Moses returning to the camp with the first set of the tablets, found his people worshipping the golden calf with song and dancing. This act of idolatry threatened to destroy the people. Moses, always the good leader, destroyed the golden calf and sought God's forgiveness for the faithless nation. A renewal of the covenant was required to secure the Lord's continuing guidance and protection on the way to the promised land. For this reason, Moses approached God again with ardent intersection and pleas for the people. In a dialogue with God, Moses evoked God's earlier choice of the nation and his faithfulness. In response, God disclosed to Moses something about his own nature, stating that he is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Reassured by such magnanimity of God's heart, Moses did not hesitate to ask for forgiveness and renewed adoption of the faithless nation as God's own people. This could have happened only because God's faithfulness completely overshadows human treasure, stubbornness, and sinfulness. The second reading contains a few closing lines of Second Corinthians. This letter comes from a very troubled and turbulent phase of Paul's relationship with the Corinthian community. Despite the fact that Paul brought them the gift of faith, the Corinthians disowned him, preferring more appealing leaders and apostles. Yet, Paul did not disown them. His words show his deep inner affection for those who caused him so many troubles. Toward the end of his letter, Paul shares a long list of difficulties he endured for the sake of the gospel and for their own sake. Well aware of his personal weakness and placing his confidence in Christ, Paul chooses not to be discouraged by the rejection and judgment of other people. He even declares that we rejoice when we are weak and you are strong, 
Second Corinthians chapter 13. These words demonstrate his utter love, an unwavering commitment even to an unfaithful community. His final recommendation and wishes that they grow in unity, which will ensure that the God of love and peace will be with you. His final words contain the Trinitarian salutation, which we still use today. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. These words contain more than just another wish. This is, in fact, a summary of the entire Christian life. This is so because the God's man known to all in Jesus Christ has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Romans chapter 5. Thus the life of those reborn in baptism is sustained by actions of all three persons of the Holy Trinity working together towards one purpose to ensure the salvation of the faithful. From above is the topic of the opening dialogue between Jesus and Nicodemus in chapter 3 of John's Gospel. Nicodemus' difficulty in understanding. He thinks that to be born from above means to be born again. Gives Jesus an opportunity to explain his mission in the world. He utters one of the most significant and revealing truths about God and God's purposes. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. God's love for humanity is best made visible in Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. This act expresses God's highest love because Jesus gives everything in order to open the access to eternal life for those who believe in him. Participation in this eternal life is not limited to life after death. John thinks of eternal life as something that takes place already on this earth in the lives of those who, through faith in Jesus, enter into communion with God, a communion which will continue into eternity. Not even death can break this bond between God and the faithful. Therefore, for those who live the life of faith, there will be no more judgment. They can only expect God's salvific action. Judgment happens only on the level of a personal decision for and against Jesus. Accepting him in faith brings about salvation, while refusing to believe brings about judgment and condemnation. God does not judge. Judgment consists in the choice to either accept or reject God's love manifested in Jesus. Holy Trinity Sunday offers us a deep insight into the very nature of God. It affirms that God from the very beginning of history accompanied human beings and acted with merciful love as is shown in his forgiveness and continuing commitment to the people of Israel even after they had rejected him. John's gospel makes God's nature and intentions very clear. The inner love within the Trinity resulted in Jesus coming to the world in order to bring salvation 
to all who choose to believe in him. Paul's words remind us that the all-embracing love of God brings the community together and gives it life. Today's liturgy proclaims that love for humanity lies at the core of God's very nature. Contemplation of his overabundant love invites us to a response of faith and rejoicing with the words of the prophet Daniel. Blessed are you, O Lord, God of our ancestors, and to be praised and highly exalted forever. Listening to the Word of God Being a Christian is not the result of an ethical choice, but the encounter with an event, a person which gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. These words of Pope Benedict XVI imply that the experience of God, three and one, is at the root of all Christian discipleship. The celebration of the solemnity of the Trinity would run the risk of becoming an abstract, an intellectual commemoration without acknowledging that God enters into relationship with humanity. It is therefore important to bear in mind that the doctrine of Trinity did not arise out of philosophical speculation, but rather developed out of the effort to digest historical experiences, according to Benedict XVI. From this emanates the fact that faith in the Trinity has to be part and parcel of our daily life. Our relationship with each of the three persons has to be considered in reference to our concrete reality. Following the analogy of St. Augustine, since we are pleased to call God our Father, any human person, in spite of his or her cultural, ethnic, religious, racial, political, social identity is our brother or sister. In this sense, addressing and acknowledging God as Father translates into seeing all people as our brothers and sisters. Since Jesus, our Savior, saves and redeems, to identify with Him means an acceptance to be like Him and act as saviors to those who are in need of any help, the poor, the marginalized, the sick, the lonely, the hopeless, the addicted ones, etc. As for Jesus, charity in truth and nonviolence are to be the tools in bringing salvation to the world. In the Creed, we profess that the Spirit is the Lord and giver of life. This implies that since our whole being belongs to Him as Lord, we stand with Him to eradicate all that weakens or negates life. What works against life is sometimes called the structures of sins or a culture of death. While many in our society, youth in particular, sometimes in critical situations, opt for prostitution, abortion, suicide, armed robbery, etc., those who live in the spirit are called to counterbalance those life-destroying attitudes 
by a spirit-guided life focus. To be a Christian does not simply mean to pronounce the right words or have correct beliefs. It means to live a life of faith which springs forth from the experience of the Trinity. Since the belief in the Trinity lies at the heart of the Christian faith, it calls upon us as Christians to adopt a way of life which reflects our unique faith. This means that each one of us, as a disciple of Jesus, is in fact a herald of the overabundant love which the three divine persons share amongst themselves and which they will show to all humanity. Love is to be shared. After experiencing a merciful, faithful God who always forgives and bestows life, we cannot keep that grace for ourselves. Encountering God in Jesus, we become those whom God wants to use in order to reach others. We are not only stewards of His grace, but above all, His messengers. Otherwise, we do not know God, nor do we deserve to be called Christians. If one finger tries to pick up something from the ground, it cannot. Action Self-examination How can I live the experience of the Trinity in my life? Do I make decisions reflecting on which course of action would reflect the Trinity in my life and in the world? Response to God I need to live the experience of the Trinity in all my endeavors. I pray to God for strength to live the inner love within the Trinity daily. Response to your world What practice and action can I introduce into my daily habits so that God's inner love within the Trinity can shine in our world today? As a community, identify one particular action that reflects what each person of the Trinity does. Choose one of them and define ways to implement it in your environment. Blessed Trinity, I praise you, Father all-powerful, Christ Lord and Savior, Spirit of love, you reveal yourself in the depth of our being, drawing us to share in your life and your love. One God in three persons, be near to me, formed in your image, and be close to the world your love brings to life. Give me strength to achieve the fullness of our human dignity which is participation in the life of the Blessed Trinity, lovingly united with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and with all people, in the unity of the Trinity.